0: At a campaign stop yesterday, presidential candidate Nikki Haley
1: claimed that President Biden will not be the Democratic nominee in 30 days. Take it from her, the woman who will not be the Republican nominee in 30 days. (laughs) Ah, yes. Desperately seeking humor while finding themselves in a dark and scary place. They've been in this dark and scary place for a long, long time. The vast majority have been incapable of recognizing that reality. The remaining percentage are happy there. It's what they aspire to, a dark and scary place. Little cat scratch fever. And uh, is it free Palestine or just Palestine on the stock of the rifle at the mega church? The media loves calling it a mega church in Texas, where the possibly illegal alien still voting from El Salvador, who is was past tense transgender. Um, apparently a woman, although I read yesterday in the Fox News website that, that she was born a man, and that's what the story said, born a man. So, wow, that must have been terribly painful for the mother, giving birth to a full-grown man and everything, born a man, and then grew up to be a woman. I, I couldn't help but think of Michael Jackson yesterday. You remember Michael Jackson? He was a singer and a dancer and things, and, and he was born a poor black boy, and he died a rich white woman. That was a great American story, wasn't it? The Michael Jackson story. I think they made a movie about that, Uh, at least one. That is uh, fascinating stuff. Fascinating. Well, uh, once again, uh, we've got Joe Biden for you. His brain, she's a broke, she's a no good, that brain of his. And the Democrats are, they're running all over the place, throwing stacks of paper in the air, crashing into the wall and falling over. They're like the Three Stooges at this point, trying to figure out what to do about Joe Biden. How do you solve a problem like Joe Biden? That's an old song. You remember that song? It's from one of the classic Rodgers and Hammerstein musicals, I think. And, uh, good stuff. And cringe, cringe on Pierre. Uh, not only is she being overshadowed by Kabul Kirby, Cobble Ka- Kirby is being promoted kind of ahead of and and above cringe on Pierre because cringe, she is uh, she's not very good. She's She doesn't... Uh, uh, speak well. Speak well. That was a problem that Kevin McCarthy had, too. Remember that? He was Speaker of the House. That made it ironic that uh, he couldn't speak well. But Cringe, who looks like uh, Raggedy Ann at the podium there at the White House, she uh, she doesn't speak very well either. So they're promoting Cowboy Kirby, who is a white man, you know, patriarchy, military. You know how that is. Um, you know, gave us electricity and uh, modernity and stuff. But pay no attention to that. Um, cringe is being, uh, she being stepped on a little bit. I got to say, and yesterday she demonstrated why that's the case, because she said a lot of incredibly dumb things. One of the incredibly dumb di- and just one of the, one of my favorites though, I was driving in my automobile yesterday. I was listening to the, I don't know if you've seen this. My car has satellite, satellite radio. It's kind of a miracle. You know why we have that satellite radio? Because we have satellites and, uh, you know how that, how that works. Uh, it's, it's the patriarchy. The patriarchy gifted us all this stuff. You're welcome. You're welcome. I, uh, we were talking about that on the patriarchy Zoom call last week. It was a very, very productive patriarchy Zoom call. And you're not invited. You're not invited to join the patriarchy Zoom call. Well, we'll talk. Shh, shh. Uh, But we got that. And cringe yesterday. She said that the special counsel, Robert Hur was not qualified to, to suggest in his report that Joe Biden didn't remember when he was vice president, when he became vice president, January 20th, 2009. Uh, Didn't remember when he stopped being vice president. He's like, was I vice president then? Uh, And they, you know, hit him across the head with a uh, a coffee maker. What do you call those things, uh, coffee makers? You know, like, uh, I I don't drink coffee, so I don't know anything about that. Hit him across the head and said, when did you stop being vice president? And he's like, I was vice president? You know, he's like a Mel Brooks. Vice President. He's like government Le, Governor Lepetumain. It's like Governor Lepetumain in uh, blazing saddles. <laughs> Just amazing. Gentlemen, we got to hold on to our phony baloney jobs. And um, and he didn't know when he stopped being Vice President. But then then he didn't know within several years when his son Bo died. It was 2015. I made a note a couple of years ago and, and I remember it. And 2015, his son Bo died tragically uh, at a young age. And, uh, and it was sad. And, um, uh, you know, uh, cringe yesterday. She said that Robert Hur is not qualified to m- you know mention that in his report because he's not a medical doctor. He's not a medical doctor. So who is he to suggest that Joe Biden has a bad memory just because he can't remember when he became Vice President of the United States, when he stopped being Vice President of the United States, when his son Bo died, which he talks about three times a day. He couldn't remember what Hamas was. It's the radical Islamic terrorist group uh, there in the Gaza Strip, where they have their own two-state solution, and they decided to be genocidal mass murderers and barbarians and hostage takers and rapists and mutilators of the innocent. You know, Hamas. Uh, you know, the Palestinians. I'm making quotation marks with my fingers. The Palestinians. Who are they? <clears throat> you know, any Palomino is a Palomino. The Palestinians are a pal of no one. They. Uh, they really are. They're, sorry, uh, that was a Larry Storch reference. Not a lot of people are going to appreciate the Larry Storch res- reference that any Palomino is a Palomino. But the Palestinians, they uh, they don't have a lot of Palos. Not, uh, nowhere, uh, nowhere. The Jordanians don't like them. The Syrians don't like them. The Egi- Egyptians don't like them. The Saudis don't like them. Nobody likes them. And they don't like the Israelis, which creates an awkward circumstance for them, doesn't it? Because... Uh, you know, like Zach Mayo in An Officer and a Gentleman, they got no place else to go. Another pretty obscure reference at this point. But that's okay. I'm all right with obscure references. I'm fine with that. Yeah, but she said that Robert Hur is not qualified because he's not a medical doctor. Neither is Jill Biden, by the way. Neither is Jill. But don't tell Whoopi Goldberg that because Whoopi thinks that Jill Biden is a heck of a doctor and would make a great surgeon general because we live in an idiocracy where we pay millions and millions of dollars to the most ignorant people in our society, and we put them on national television. And Whoopi Goldberg is but one of them. They have Joy Behar on that show, too. It's a competition. It's a race to the bottom. We got all that stuff. And since I mentioned the uh, uh, Palestinians, they I've got, a, I've got a foolproof peace plan. Uh, this morning I woke up and I said, well, and I slapped myself in the forehead with the heel of my hand, like this. And I said, why didn't I think of this earlier? Uh, How do I get this news to the President of the United States? And so I rode my bicycle down to the White House, and I rolled up a note and uh, stuck it through the gate. Uh, I didn't really do that, but uh, I'll mention it on the radio instead. It's much easier. And uh, here's my – I've got a foolproof plan. And this this would work. I'm not even kidding. This would work. My foolproof plan for peace in the Middle East and – and everybody stand by because I got it. I got here. I got to go to the note that I made to myself because it's it's very important information. Foolproof plan for ending the war in Israel and the Gaza. And here it is. The unconditional surrender of Hamas. Huh. The release of the hostages that they're torturing, raping, and planning on murdering in slow motion because they're savages. As They demonstrated on October 7th when they're cutting women's breasts off and, you know, raping and murdering and doing what they do, Do, you know, do that voodoo that you do so well. So here's my plan, the unconditional surrender of Hamas and the release of the hostages. And then um, peace in our time, as Neville Chamberlain famously said. Peace in our time. The problem is then they want to commit genocide against the, you know, the state of Israel. Uh, and they're surrounded by the state of Israel and the state of Israel is much more powerful than they are so they're stupid on top of everything else ignorant but at least they're bloodthirsty ghouls than and blood drenched savages you know they're uh they're the and the Palestinian authority they should surrender unconditionally too and then shut up because you know this then we can have an arrangement we come uh, to a peaceful resolution all this you release the hostages oh wait there is more because i wrote it down right here And then stop murdering people, stop murdering people, stop kidnapping and torturing and raping people. You know, on an industrial scale as a cultural norm, you got to stop that. Got to knock that out. Otherwise, you know, kaboom, boom goes London, boom Paris. And then, you know, if you agree to the unconditional surrender, the release of the hostages, agree to stop murdering and kidnapping and raping people. I know that's a heavy lift for you guys. Then we can start discussing bringing modernity, you know, that is to say the modern world, and civilization to you. And then, see, I, I got that far into the negotiations, and I discovered they don't want modernity or civilization, and uh, therein lies the rub, as they say. The rub lies therein. That's extraordinary stuff. But, but uh, the you know, the unconditional surrender of Japan in 1945 led to a lasting peace with Japan. They stopped, um, you know, raping and looting uh, the Korean Peninsula and China and the Philippines and, and beyond because we went in and saved uh, all, of those, all of those countries. And uh, Germany, do you think that it was like, well, you know, we can discuss this? No, it's a total and unconditional surrender for you. Uh, the collapse of the Soviet Union, the fall of Berlin Wall. We win, you lose. All right, and this is uh, the deal. Remember, that was Ronald Reagan's. That was Ronald Reagan's approach. So when a uh, a left wing reporter who didn't vote for Ronald Reagan uh, asked Ronald Reagan, "Well, what's your you know what's your strategy for the uh, for the uh, Soviet Union? How are you going to approach U.S. relations with the Soviet Union?" And he said, uh, "My my uh, strategy. My here is my strategy. We win, they lose." And that was a that was a good that was a good approach. And then you know what happened? We won. They lost. Now history doesn't stop there, of course, because there are still commies like Putin out there. He's a commie, although the New York Times called him a conservative. (laughs) Oh, speaking of the New York Times lying, honestly, an update on the transgender Salvadoran would-be mass murderer at the uh, megachurch in or near Houston, Texas, was uh, you know who was gunned down by the two off-duty police officers. Uh, who had firearms with them. There was two good guys with guns killing the bad guy who was a lady, but uh, the lady was a guy, and uh, she went by Jeffrey, but she apparently gave birth, so Jeffrey had a womb, and that's how you know it's a Democrat. And the rifle that Jeffrey, a.k.a. some lady name had, was had uh, the word Palestine written on the shoulder stock because Democrats and Lots of anti-Semitism because because she or he or it was a Democrat used they them pronouns because only Democrats use they them pronouns. Let's be honest, and uh, the enchant you know Palestine and from the river to the sea and let's wipe the Jews out because they love Hamas and torture and kidnapping and rape because they're the left. They're not liberals. They're the left. Totally different ball of wax. Why are they a ball of wax, Michael? That's another question I've got. But there it is. And it turns out that this person, was the person an illegal alien, the transgender would-be mass murderer at the Christian megachurch? By the way, they were about to begin their Spanish language service at the Christian church when the psychopath from El Salvador, who is apparently a lady and uh, may identify on occasion as a man— and then shows up with an AR-15 rifle that has the big word Palestine written on it, and the media scratching their heads saying, gosh, I wonder if we can figure out what the motive was. I I think I can help you with that. Um, She, you know, dude looked like a lady, was a Democrat, and the Democrats teach hatred and contempt for Christians and Christendom and Christianity and Western civilization, and they love... Terrorism and terrorists. They are the party that, the Democrat party that gave us the White Knights of the Ku Klux Klan, America's original terrorist party, and that's a Democrat creation. Uh, the only Klansman I'm certain I ever met was a Democrat senator from West Virginia named Robert Byrd, and I interviewed him more than once. He had squinty eyes, squinty eyes. You could see him. You know, you'd see if you found yourself late at night in a garage with him, you're probably in the wrong place. You know, if you're not a white guy. Uh, he was a friend and colleague of Joe Biden's in the Senate. But, and they gave us the SDS and the Weather Underground and the Symbionese Liberation Army, and they kidnapped Patty Hearst, and they, and they killed cops and, uh, and robbed armored cars uh, because they were funding the revolution, all these terrorist groups. Uh, and, you know, and then, like William Ayers and Bernardine Dorn, they become college professors and friends of Barack Obama, who was also mentored by a communist... Named Frank Marshall Davis. Everybody knows all this, right? And then, and then Barack Obama, mentored by a member of the Communist Party, made elevated a, a Communist voter, John Brennan, A.K.A. Penitentiary Face, made him CIA director after he voted for Gus Hall for the presidency of the United States, the perennial Communist Party candidate. So uh, I just got going a little bit there. What do you hear? Cringe. Uh, we've also got. Tony Bobulinski in the news today he's testifying on Capitol Hill Kamala Harris is ready to push Joe Biden down a flight of stairs because she's ready to serve she's ready to lead she's here snapping two clicking her heels saluting smartly and pushing the commander-in-chief down a you know maybe the Air Force One stairs if he ever uses those again so we got uh, we got those Yes, sir, bomb-sniffing dog didn't find the bomb outside DNC headquarters. And a special election in New York. Just a few of the things we're going to try to get to today. And you, of course, at 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. Oh, yeah, and the Senate passed a $95 billion aid package. They stayed up all night. Did you see this? They stayed up all night long. All night long. And then they had a vote, and it passed, and Republicans voted against it, some, and Democrats voted against it, very few. The Democrats that voted against it voted against it because uh, they have $19 billion in there for Israel, and they hate the Jews, the Democrats, they hate the Jews, and they love the butchers, the savages, the terrorists. That's uh, whose side they're on. And they got uh, about $4 billion in there for Taiwan, and they got about that much in there for Hamas, because the Democrats want to fund Hamas, which is a radical Islamic terrorist jihadi group, a genocidal gang of uh, blood-sopped loons. And the Democrats say, hey, they like the cut of their jib. It's their jib they like. 60 plus billion dollars for Ukraine, which they say, oh well, that's really great. That'll uh, fund Ukraine through September of 2025, which gets us past the election. Am I? Like, is everyone brain damaged? Is this really how we run the United States government? And the answer is sadly, is yes, it is. This is how we run the United States government. And uh, how are we going to pay for it? We're not. We're just gonna put it on the tab and let the grandkids go bankrupt after we're all dead and gone. We have very corrupt people running the United States government. If you stand up and tell the truth, you're in big trouble. You become the villain of the story. Remarkable stuff. We gotta fund both sides of every war now. It's our policy.
0: are you into weird spooky and strange history horrifying history tells you about the side of history that people don't normally talk about we tell the tales of haunted places infamous true crimes unsolved mysteries the paranormal and then we look to history to see where the truth actually lies want to get spooky with us
1: horrifying history part of the believe network just search b-l-e-a-v on youtube or wherever you listen I don't care. It's okay. It's all right. Now, in this um, in this big foreign aid bill, they uh, you know it's uh, many pages long, so they hide things. Um, and uh, I see that uh, we have a caller already. Want to? Uh, who wants to talk about this? And it's a good thing to talk about because it uh, it speaks to what weasels to what weasels are um, politicians are in Washington, in particular the Democrats who are the party of lynching people from trees because of their racist history. That's a part of the—the de- the party of terrorist organizations from the Klan to the Symbionese Liberation Army and, and beyond. The weather underground, you know, the, the Democrat Party. They're the party of cop killers, of church uh, massacres. They're the party of street corner mass shootings. They're, you know They're the party of open borders and fentanyl. I got a crazy story today, too. The Mexican cartels have taken up residence on Indian reservations in Montana where they're giving out free fentanyl to the Native Americans to get them addicted where the uh, fatal overdose rate is already twice what it is among the general population in Montana. And because of Joe Biden and the Democrats... The Mexican drug cartels have moved into Montana and they are, you know, building up a new client base by getting people addicted to deadly drugs so they can start selling them the drugs. And apparently, well, let me, I'll get to the story in a little bit, but um, the Democrats are wrecking the place. They're laying waste to the place because they're not on our side. Whose side are they on? That's a good question. They do have after-school Satan clubs for the kids, and uh, the kindergarten transgender twerking demonstrations. Whose side are they on? Well, that's uh, that remains to be seen. Maybe Beelzebub, perhaps. Uh, let's go to the uh, telephones because I see that uh, that Donna has uh, an important point. Let's go to let's go to Donna calling from Frederick, Maryland, where it's snowing today. Donna, you're on the Chris Plant Show.
0: Hi, good morning, Chris. Remember normal?
1: (laughs) Uh, I try. (laughs) Every day I try. Uh,
0: This is unreal. The worst part about it, and I think these government gangsters, as Cash Patel refers to them, and I think appropriately so, there are so few that actually give a damn about we the people, and that's a frustration I have. I literally, um, I don't remember which website, I was probing around, and I came upon a piece that basically said... They snuck in uh, some, co- some kind of impeachment provision should Trump come into office after uh, the election. And uh, they're going to try another impeachment maneuver. They never stop. That's what's so frustrating, which means we have to motivate ourselves and do what we can in any capacity we can to get these people, number one, out of office, and number two, to uh, step up. And you know that's going to require, I guess, some sacrifice on the part of Americans. But if we love our freedom, that's the that's what we're going to have to do. We have no choice. They we are, clearly have an invasion. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, right? They they behave as an invading army might behave. Uh, they really do. They take over the TV and the radio, which is what an invading army would do, in the newspapers and. Then uh, the the educational institutions, so-called, like Harvard, uh, where anti-Semitism runs rampant. But, Donald, let me get back to what you're talking about here. Um, first mm-hmm. of all, I like the remember normal uh, reference, which is one of my sayings, of course. And, and at the Chris Plant store, I should remind, we have T-shirts and coffee mugs and things that uh, some of them just say remember normal. And uh, you can get them for your liberal family members and stuff, too. Remember normal, because it's getting... Farther and farther away in our rearview mirror, thanks to the left, which uh, the worldwide left, which has taken over the Democrat Party in the United States. Um, but let me let me get to what you were talking about with sneaking in this provision about impeaching Trump. All right, now J.D. Vance is United States Senator. Let me go to the left-wing blog site uh, uh, stocked by radicals and extremists, Politico. It's called Politico, and their headline is Vance. Vance, they, uh, Vance, colon, they love their colons, foreign aid bill could get Trump impeached. The Ohio GOP (laughs) senator's office argues that the legislation could tie Trump's hands if he tries to pause Ukraine funds, should he win the presidency again. And Burgess Everett, who is one of the girls from the DNC steno pool, typed it up at the Politico. Another Donald Trump impeachment over Ukraine funding? Ohio Republican Senator J.D. Vance says it's a possibility if the $95 billion emergency foreign aid spending bill becomes law and Trump wins the election. Vance distributed a memo to Senate GOP offices on Monday arguing that the foreign aid measure could uh, could tie Trump's hands if he comes into the Oval Office next year And he wants to pause Ukraine funds as part of negotiations ending Russia's war on uh, the U.S. ally. Now, here's the thing. President Trump said, Donna, that when he comes in, he will end this war day one. Day one, you know, president's campaigning. Always say they're going to do everything day one. There's not enough time in day one. But, you know, Joe Biden opened our border and did everything he could to destroy the United States of America as we know it on day 1 he signed 94 different executive orders opening up our border and and overwhelming our our society from Maine and Chicago and now Montana the indian nations being taken over by cartels because of Joe Biden because Joe Biden is not only a moron he's a dangerous moron but let me get back to JD Vance and the left wingers at Politico he says JD Vance says that's because some of the legislation's funding uh, expires nine months into the next presidency, uh, September of 2025. I mentioned that effectively, according to Vance, handcuffing a future president, President Trump from making his own decisions on Ukraine spending, right? Vance is one of the most outspoken opponents of Ukraine assistance. Uh, I think he probably just wants conditions, but I don't speak for him. And, um, uh, and he's making a last ditch effort to block the legislation before a crucial vote uh, later on Monday. Now that happened and the Senate has passed this bill. But what JD Vance says is that if President Trump comes in and he's negotiating with Putin and Russia, which Biden isn't doing, nobody's n- negotiating to end this war in Ukraine and you know the number of people killed, the a, a generation of young Russian males, a generation of young Ukrainian males literally hundreds of thousands on each side of the conflict have been killed in the war it's gone to trench warfare did you see the uh, yep. the, the stories about the trench warfare and now they have rats the size of dogs it's like world war oh, 1 Chris. yeah honestly it's and, unreal yeah, it, it's, yeah. Hor- it's horrifying. and if president trump wants to end it the democrats want to make sure that the war goes on forever because they're corrupt mm-hmm. and they're bought and paid they for they love their war they do. You they know, they, their war. they only got us into the yeah. American Civil War, World War I, World War mm-hmm. II, the Korean War, and the Vietnam War with Democrat presidents. The Civil War Democrat president, of course, being Jefferson Davis of the Confederate States of America, something that Republicans should remind the country of every time uh, they have a chance to speak into a microphone on Capitol Hill. But the Democrats say that uh, uh, J.D. Vance says the Democrats uh wheedled deep into the very lengthy legislation wheedled in this uh, this weasel language where if President Trump says well uh, part of the negotiation we're part of the negotiations with Russia and the war, we're gonna end military funding to Ukraine um, by the way, in addition to the more than 60 billion dollars in this in this bill uh, for Ukraine and exclusively exclusively uh, for Ukraine the more than 60 billion. Uh, for Ukraine. In addition to that, there is another uh, like $10 billion and, and that goes Think to that. humanitarian relief, separate and aside from the military aid, to Ukraine, because we want to blow them up, and then we want to send—we're hum- I mean, not blowing up, but we want to blow everything up and pay to have everything blown up, and then and then we'll send humanitarian relief because, you know, it comes out of this pocket over here, and the Democrats benefit from that right. because they're getting paid off And then it comes out of that pocket over here because they're distributing money to their left wing pals who run these fake non-governmental organizations that don't get a lot done. But they all get rich and they buy private jets and they live in mansions near, uh, you know, Barack Obama and uh, and uh, the Clintons over off of uh, Embassy Row in Mm -hmm. Washington. Honestly, uh, Donna, you think there's any corruption going on in Washington?
0: Oh, my goodness. I saw a post on X from Wall Street Silver, and he says, make it make sense. Banks get bailed out. Ukraine gets bailed out. Illegals get handouts. America gets screwed. That's the whole thing in
1: a nutshell. It really is. It really is the whole thing in a nutshell. Donna, thank you. Uh, Thank you for the call. Uh, Very nice. And, you know, some of us, uh, we need to remember normal, first of all. And uh, again, the Chris Plant store on Al Gore's amazing internet, peace be upon him. We are blessed to live in the same time as Al Gore, saving the planet from the climate while eating as much as, you know, the population of Burkina Faso and flying around on uh, private jets everywhere. What did his wife do to it him? It's his ex-wife, Tipper. They don't, they don't hang out anymore, right? Because, you know, who would? She knows him. She knows him best, honestly. So we got, uh, We also have this special election going on in New York where George Santos was expelled from the Congress because he's a sleazeball. The Democrats are happy to keep their sleazeballs. They, they'd rather have the votes. But a special election going on there, and the Republicans have a great candidate. Uh, the Democrats have a liar, but that's normal. Uh, and, and they'll vote against the Republican, the Democrats, will because they're racists and anti-Semites, because she's a person of color and Jewish. And a former and a woman and they're sexist too. You know how this works. All right, now I got. Uh, I wanted to get to that story and I, I saw Donna on the big board. We got the big board. It's actually just a little board here. We used to have a big board in the other studio. Here we just have a little computer screen with the the call screener, the call screener in, but uh, you know the 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 software, don't you know? And we have Jasmine, who's the actual call screener in human form. She's. Uh, and she's uh, she's one, she's everybody's favorite. I think she's everybody. people like uh, Jasmine more than more than me. I think that uh, that goes on, uh, uh, and nobody dislikes her the way that uh, people you know know. Uh, well, we'll just leave it at that. Now, so the Democrats built this in, according to J.D. Vance, and and that uh, hey, if President Trump wants to interrupt as part of the negotiations to end the war in Ukraine and save millions of lives, and end the perpetual state of war in Europe that uh, happened on Joe Biden's watch, then, you know, they're going to tie his hands and they'll impeach him, which would actually be satire at this point. They're turning, they're turning the very idea of presidential impeachment into satire. They're going to, they've already overused it to the point, wait, you made a phone call to Ukraine to ask about Joe Biden's family taking millions of dollars, corrupt dollars from Burisma, a gas company, and from the other uh, oligarchs in Ukraine? Uh, How dare you make a phone call about that? Now, the New York Times should be making that phone call. 60 Minutes should be making that phone call. But since they weren't, President Trump made a phone call. And now we know that there was lots of corruption there with the Biden family and Ukraine. But now all the talk is about another... How much have we given them? Like $113 billion or something? You know how many American... Now another $60-plus billion. You know how many Americans have to work our entire lifetimes to pay that much into the federal coffers. Someone should do the math on that. If we only had journalists in the United States of America, I could do it. I could do it myself. Got to look up how much the average taxpayer pays in federal taxes throughout the course of a lifetime. And then, uh, you know, multiply that by, you got to get to 113 plus, say, uh, like $175 billion. Half the country will have to work the entire lifetime. To pay. Fortunately, we're not going to pay for it. We're just got to put it on the tab, pass it along to the kids. Thanks. Thanks. No wonder they're doing fentanyl, smoking crack, and changing genders. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yes, sir. Yeah. Now, there are people that debate J.D. Vance and say, no, no, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say they're going to impeach. But I'm going to go with J.D. Vance. At this point, it's the rebuttable presumption, and it has to be disproven. That's what I think. All right, I want to get to uh, cringe. Cringe said crazy stuff yesterday. So the special counsel is a Republican. Therefore, you can't have a Republican special. You got to have a Democrat special counsel, and you have to have a corrupt Attorney General. The more corrupt the Attorney General it is, the better it is for the Democrats and the Democrat Party. They love corruption and carjackings. They love carjackings. They love looting. They love looting stores until they go out of business. And then they blame the stores. That's your Democrat party. Yeah, but what do you hear? Cringe. She's pretty amazing. She said stuff that, uh, on one level, is laugh out loud funny, and on another level, we should really bring back mental institutions. Remember, I've uh, played the. Uh, we have the coolest music in radio, don't we? Remember, I played the John F. Kennedy audio for you where he explains that in 1962 we had more than half a million people in mental institutions. Now we have fewer than 50,000 people in mental institutions. Where are the rest of them, you might ask? And now the population has grown by more than 100 million people. Where are the rest of them? Well, some of them are in Congress, we know that. Some of them working at the White House. And the rest of them are screaming outside my window at night. Bam bam, 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 bam. All right, I look uh, forward to cringe, cringe. Just a uh, terrible person. And before I get into cringe and uh, Joe Biden's brain and uh, all of that, we've got a got a lot of great stuff uh, to get on Robert Herr and the special counsel and. Joe Biden's dementia being exposed, revealed for the world to see, as though it were not apparent previous to the her report. It was, but uh, setting that aside, we'll get to that. And before we do, uh, let's uh, let's take a uh, let's take a phone call. Let's go to Dave calling from Burtonsville, Maryland. Dave, you're on the Chris Plant Show.
0: Hey, Chris. Um, I've got a question for you. I, I was under the impression that all spending bills were required to originate in the House, not the Senate. In fact, if you recall, I think the Senate, when they did the Obamacare, they took a bill that had already been sent from the House to the Senate, gutted it reins in and inserted obamacare and sent it back to the house so i'm a little confused why this spending bill is originating in the senate at all the house should guard its authority jealously and they should say any spending bill that is sent to us from the senate is dead on arrival period full stop
1: well it is uh, so you want to restore regular order on capitol hill and have our government function properly and as designed And that's going to be problematic in 2024 because we have, you know, the lizard king in charge of the Senate, Chuck Schumer, who uh, believes in power and doesn't care about the Constitution or regular order or anything of the kind because the left is here and they're not liberals, they're the left. Now, I do believe that the House has said, and the Speaker hasn't said it's dead on arrival, although that would be fine with me. He has said, um, I don't know if we're going to take it up. Now, now, that's kind of like saying it's dead on arrival, like it's not going to go anywhere. But it has to be, and you're right, it should originate in the House of Representatives. They control what we used to call the purse strings. And we still call them the purse strings, even though I don't think purses have strings anymore. And, and uh, most people don't carry, I guess women do, carry purses. But uh, never mind that. Uh, Dave, you, you're uh, recognizing, you're saying out loud something very important. And that is that the city of Washington and our government has descended into chaos, into anarchy. And we need to restore what we used to call regular order. Cringe coming up. (laughs)